0: What's up, everybody? It's Real with Jordan Demi in Los Angeles. I'm Jordan Edwards in New York. We got Demi Ramos. And today our guest is Emily Kinney. What's up, Emily? Hi. had this amazing new single out let's talk about the single first sure i want to bring up the i have like my little notes for it um it has this kind of 60s girl group kind of vibe to it but also the the production's modern so tell me about just like the production process of creating this song and getting that kind of retro sound
1: yeah well Mm -hmm. um Ben Greenspan produced the album and he's a really good friend of mine. And he actually produced my last album as well and another album before that. So we kind of like know each other really well musically. Um, So I came to him with pretty much all the, you know, the lyrics and the melody. And um, we kind of developed this walking bass line as the opening to sort of this song. We really wanted to be a little more fun and sexy. A lot of the album is fun, but it's maybe a little darker, a little sadder. So for this song, I definitely wanted to like bring out that part of it. Um, This was right after the pandemic and during the pandemic, I was listening to a lot of the old school Rilo Kylie stuff. So I yeah, like you yeah, kinda yeah. Kind of hear some of that vibe. This yeah, that... I was. Gonna, you
0: know, I hate to bring out comparisons right away, but I definitely hear like a Jenny Lewis kind of vibe to this, and a little Zoe Deschanel kind of thing going on too.
1: Totally. Yeah, I was. I was in this mode during the pandemic of like every night, like going back to like the old Rilo Kylie stuff. You know, um, I love Jenny Lewis, like her new album too, or her new stuff that she's been putting out. Um, but that first stuff. Kind of that I listened to in college in Nebraska was like um, very influential. I guess. Yeah, like the
0: song "Does He Love You"? Love that song so much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: and, yeah. Nothing but Rilo Kai. Kind...
1: Yeah. So what about much. the lyrics
2: to that song?
1: Uh, for for what, what? are yeah
2: what are, yeah for walking walk, the walking new single James. yeah our dreams. yeah what are we talking uh, about here?
1: Yeah. Okay. So um. I, I definitely had like a little after my last breakup. I had kind of, I guess you'd call it like the rebound, you know, very like brief but very fun kind of Let's love affair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a true story. I you know, as far as like um this person that I was talking to um was sending me these messages that were like, oh, my God, you're in my dreams. And we were and that specific story, too, of like, we're two spies at a party. Like he was like, oh, we were like at this party and it's really stuck with me. So I remember like writing down something about like, oh, like you said that I was in your dreams. And then that became more of the song. I think I also. There's something with like water and summer and swimming i wanted it to feel almost like i was having a dream and you know that moment in the summer when you like or like especially when you're a kid and you come home from the swimming pool and you like have one of those like afternoon naps or like you know Um, what i mean like that really safe like like you're really and your hair is still
0: a little damp from the pool
1: yeah and like you're you're like having one of those just like where you just passed out and you don't even remember falling asleep, you know, like when you're a kid and you feel really like safe in that way and you just kind of like wear yourself out. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I wanted it to kind of feel like it was like this when you wake up from this dream in the middle of the day, like not, like it didn't happen at night, you know, like, like that it's very much like sunshine, summery afternoon nap kind of dream rather than like a nighttime dream. (laughs) If that makes sense.
0: When you can see the glow of the sun through your eyelids, you can like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you like, don't even know the nap is going to happen. You just kind of like. Yeah. So there's, yeah, yeah. there's a moment like, you know, there's kind of two verses and then a bridge section. Um, and that bridge section kind of explains that feeling of that sort of like, oh, I'm just like exhausted. And I just like fell asleep and imagined all this like fun, you know.
2: Speaking of kid, what kind of kid were you? Were you like the troublemaker? Were you like the good student? Were you like the bad girl, the popular? Like what, Uh, what kind of kid were you?
1: I feel like I had different eras, you know, but I was definitely a good kid. Like I grew up in Nebraska, in a really small town in Nebraska. And I, um, and Catholic. So I definitely had like that influence of like the sort of discipline and the sort of like, you know, you don't want to be in trouble and you want to do things right. Um, And I also- That's a double
0: layer of Midwestern and Catholic (laughs) on top of each other. Yeah. I'm from Kansas City, so-
1: Gotcha. So you kind of know the vibe and like, there's so many great things about being from the Midwest, but I had, I really had the dream of getting out of there. And for me, that- equated to staying, like staying out of trouble. I think for different people, they figure that out in different ways, but it, I was like not getting caught up in like the partying or I was like, I got to get out of here. So I was like very focused on um, the next thing, you know. Did you ever stuff.
2: have a party phase? I feel like I'm I just went through a little bit of a party phase. I think I'm like in the middle of it. So like, did you ever have like a bad girl like switch up party phase?
1: Um That's such a great question. I'm like, did I have – you have to think about it like probably, not. probably not, but I mean I definitely had I definitely had moments where I was a little more pushing the pushing the boundaries, I guess. I think I felt a real sense of like, I need to take care of myself because I don't want to end up having to go back to Nebraska, (laughs) you know? Um, But I can remember there was, I went to NYU for one semester and while I was there, I met two good, good friends who have still been really good friends to me. One is an editor and the other now is a a PR person, but she was in the writing program and I was in the acting program. We all lived in the same Dorm building. I know this is getting to be a long story, but that one that was my first time being in New York City. Um, was when I went to this semester theater program, Uh, and I do remember going with them out and now looking back and going, like, what was I thinking? I like went to this bar in the West Village at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like, I, I would say that was probably the time when I was like kind of pushing pushing the envelope a little like I would go out with them till really, really late. So that was definitely a phase like getting to know New York City and all of that. That's, like,
0: that's a Wednesday night for <laughs> Demi. That's like a regular Wednesday night.
1: For <laughs> Demi. Damn Demi. Jordan. Last Demi. night I went to this comedy show and like I didn't get home until I don't know 11 or eleven thirty. and both me and my boyfriend were sort of like oh we're out so late like look at us. Yeah. I've definitely since the pandemic gotten into this like going to bed early and like, so I'm kind of I guess kind of boring, but I like it. Cause then I wake up feeling like really good. Yeah. So. Well,
0: do, going, going to college in New York in the two thousands, like you, that you have to do that kind of thing. You just, you had to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time.
0: You mentioned uh, the whole swimming thing earlier and I was going to tr- make the transition. You're, you do have a new album coming out in the fall uh, swim team. It's got the cool cover. Um, I don't know if it's public yet. I think it's public. I don't know. Um, so when you make an, it's been a while since you put together an album, um, are these songs collected over time or did you like write these as kind of a set for this album?
1: Yeah, this was definitely, um, once I had written a few songs for this Section I guess of my life. I knew it was probably gonna be a full album that I almost needed to Get out in a way like I knew it was gonna be a Completed album. I I didn't imagine it being just like a bunch of singles and then they happened to all Be at the same time and it was definitely a a story that I kind of wanted to tell Um, it's you know essentially a breakup album Um, when I got finished with my last record, I was really proud of it. And I felt like I didn't really know what to write next because I just didn't really have anything to say. And I, and I almost to the point where, and I was really itching for like, I wanted to be acting and I just felt creatively like. I don't know. I don't know what's next with music. And um, I was doing this podcast at the time, My Caffeine Withdrawal, and I was getting to interview like all these great musicians. Like that was part of the process. I think for me is like I needed to ask other people what they were doing because I felt a little like I'm sort of done right now with this chapter. And um, uh, my friend Tim from this band Cursive, he was on the podcast. Oh, you know Tim Casher,
0: Love Tim Casher.
1: Yes. Also a Nebraska person. So Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, back from like Saddle Creek Records days. Um, so he was on the podcast and I had said something about how, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been writing like poems, short stories. Like, I don't know what with music. And he's like, No, you're a songwriter. Like he like was so encouraging. And that night I was like, Yeah, like I don't even know what what made me not. I think I was just a little heartbroken from like the music industry maybe or like my last relationship was very music was very intertwined into our relationship. And so like that night I actually started writing. I went through my journal and I found a stanza I had written and that became the first track of the album, um, which is B or C for effort. Um, But then from there, it's like once I started, it's like every day I was coming up with songs. I was texting my friend Ben, like voice memos. That's the other thing I love about my friend Ben is like we just have this great relationship where I can sort of be like, I have this idea. Does this suck? You know, and he he's like one of those creative friends. I can just any time of day, like send him something. And yeah, he just he gives me feedback and just a great collaborator um, that I feel really safe with. So yeah, that just started the whole thing. And then I just was writing and that's right when the pandemic was happening. So I, like in fact, that weekend, I remember me and Ben making a plan to get together because he was going on a trip somewhere. I know people are probably, ugh, talking about the pandemic is like, I don't know, sometimes it makes me sort of like, oh I almost forgot it happened, but, like I yeah, almost forgot. It's like, so I had sent him some stuff and we were like planning when we were gonna get together when he got back. Well, you know that we never got together for like months, months later. Um, but so that just kind of kicked off this whole creative time when I wrote this whole album and then um, kind of pared it down to which songs I felt like were the right ones. And then, and then eventually getting together with Ben and starting to record it just in my house actually. Um, parts of it. And so, yeah, I forget. Did that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely like a full, it's definitely meant to That be was a made. good behind,
0: that was like a good behind the scenes story. Yeah. Like, that how it was made. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it was meant to be a beginning to end full um, album. Yes. So, <laughs>
0: so you taught, you growing up in Nebraska and that's kind of a narrative that, that, Happens a lot in the entertainment industry, the small town, going to the small town. But when you think about, you know, the things you love about Nebraska, what are some good things that you remember about, like, growing up there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very, um, I feel like there's there's a connectedness that I think can be really beautiful when you go to someplace or when you live in someplace like Nebraska. Like even anytime I go back there now and visit and someone like picks you up from the airport, it's sort of like, oh, who do you know here? And there's like an instant sort of welcoming and like connectedness, like, oh, and like, oh, I know so-and-so oh, yeah. and I'm from North Bend and it's like, oh, you're, you know, I know so-and-so who knows your grandpa in North Bend. And, you know, there's like the this instant conversation about like, how are we connected? And I think that's a really um, beautiful thing about Nebraska. Um, I also just, it was so safe, you know, like we didn't lock our doors. I have very fond memories of being a kid and like my friends, I was on cross country and I remember like we would always run in the summer to get ready for fall cross country. And if you didn't show up at the high school, I mean, the high school was Less than
2: they just open your door,
1: they Mm. literally would wait, come into my house, and like my parents were used to it. Like, my (laughs) girlfriends would just come into my house and be like, Come on, we gotta go run, you know, and they'd like wake me Mm. up. Imagine that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my parents would lose the keys to the house because we would only lock it when we would go on vacation we would only lock our doors when we'd go on vacation so there's like a real sense of safety and that sort of like autonomy that i wonder now about like if i had a kid like i had sort of this like freedom to explore and like have my own life without my parents like run to the park and play all day and then come mm. home and like in la i mean i'm not gonna let my kid <laughs> go to the bar, but, and just be but, like hey so and so like my uh, like, my mom would just be like dinner's ready you know like
0: so, demi's from the bronx and her stories are about putting keys in between your knuckles in case oh, somebody oh like up. when
2: i used to walk home i'd walk with like and i honestly felt safe from this like no no cap I would like put like a pencil between my fingers and just like walk home if it were like dark out and i feel so safe. Like it was like, but you know what I wanted to know is like, so from Nebraska, you go to a big city like New York or LA and what does that feel like? How is that adjustment for coming from a small town? Had you visited big
0: cities much in your childhood?
1: You know, no, actually the first time I, that time going to New York for the, um, for the theater program was the first time, I mean, my parents had never been to New York city. So, cause they grew up in North Bend, Nebraska. And we, we did travel a bit as a kid. Like my dad really likes adventure. So we had like, we'd gone to like Disneyland and we had gone like fishing and like we'd gone to Colorado. Like d- he likes that kind of stuff, like more outdoorsy stuff. But, um, I remember we'd been to Chicago, but yeah, it was a whole new world to t- to answer your question. Like I remember being like, Everything is hard. Now I I love New York City and I ended up living there for like 10 years before I moved to LA. So it really became a home to me. Um, But I specifically remember in that first year giving myself a pep talk of like, if you weren't like, I gotta, you know, if I wasn't here for a purpose, Mm-hmm. Everything is so much harder, you know, getting your groceries, doing your laundry, paying for stuff. Everything was so expensive, you know, I just like worked at a coffee shop. Um I didn't know a lot of people. Um and it's just like a different way of and then also just like being on the subway as opposed to in your car and like being around people constantly. And I just feel like I have so many memories of like hauling my stuff around, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but there's also, I have a lot of great memories of like that coffee shop is how I met a lot of my first friends who were very creative people. And we were at the time, one of the only coffee shops in, this was off the L train, I guess you'd probably know since you're from- Shout out the L, let's yeah, go. Yeah. I, was, I was off there's the Lorimer stop, but this would have been like 2006. So we were the only like, <laughs> we were like the only like coffee shop. There wasn't even a Starbucks. So there would be a line out the door because we were the only one on the way to the subway. Um, yeah, that's before because, Brooklyn
2: like popped off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was now there like kind the of before, Soho. yeah, before it, what it is now. And um, so like I kind of got to know all the people in my neighborhood too. So like I started to almost cultivate, it still wasn't like a small town, but that kind of where you're like, oh, hey, so-and-so, hey, so so-and, You know, like mm-hmm. because I worked at that coffee shop, I was able to sort of cultivate – a community and there is something about going someplace new and starting from scratch and like my parents couldn't even like help because they never lived in New York City like there's something so empowering and I do remember the first couple years sort of having moments where I was scared but also having moments where I was sort of like very empowered like Wow. I am It
0: feel like it made you tougher, right?
1: It made me so tough. Yeah. I feel like now I'm not scared to go anywhere really by myself. Like I, I feel like I could figure it out and, (laughs) um, me, I don't know if that's true or not, but I have certainly been in a lot of situations like by myself, but also knowing that like, there's always people, like I said, that coffee shop, you know, I met all these creative, Friends who, and I met people in my little neighborhood who became people who would help me. And there's always community. Sometimes you just have to like look for it a little bit more, or you know, to be willing to be like new new friends. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk specifically, Dimmy went in depth about you know the, the story of walking Here in dreams. Yeah. When my Favorite of your songs is Omaha Hotel. And it's so, I, I love songs that sound cheerful, but are low key, super sad. And that song affected me. Um, is, <laughs> is, there, is, it a, is it a completely fictionalized narrative or is there some real stuff going on in the lyrics that song?
1: Yeah, it's actually completely real. I wrote it after going back. I hadn't been back to Nebraska in quite a long time. My uncle died um my uncle bob i went to um i got there first before my parents had gotten there so i like flew to omaha and then they were going to meet in columbus nebraska is where he was having his funeral and um you know prayer service and yeah i just started to feel like wow because because of the kind of career path i took you know like i you, you don't get to say when you get jobs and don't get jobs. And I've missed out on a lot. Like, to be completely honest, I think I was looking back at my life. And like, you know, I didn't go to any of my best friends from high school. Didn't go to any of their weddings. Wasn't there for any of their babies. Mm. You know, I wasn't... I missed my cousin. The cousin that's closest to me in my age. My cousin who came to get me at the airport. It was the first time I had met his two daughters. I think for a long wow. time, I was so... um when I wasn't busy with work, I was chasing work and didn't have any money. So there wasn't a lot of access to go home. And then when I was getting work, you don't have a lot of freedom to, you know, the show must go on kind of thing. You don't have a lot of freedom in a Broadway schedule to be there for a wedding. Um, And I didn't know how to carve that out for myself at this point yet. And I think, um, finally there was a break in work for me, which I was sad about, but I was also like, I started being like, okay, let me go to things when things come up, when someone's like, Hey, the family's having a get together. And I started trying to go back. But unfortunately the first things instead of weddings, you know, or funerals. So
0: yeah. You mentioned the Broadway thing, do you still, do you, how much of an itch do you have to be on stage?
1: I mean, it's something that I, I think about every day. So like even yesterday, I remember like being in the mirror, getting ready for the day or something and sort of being like, oh, maybe I should just be like going, doing regional theater or something. Like I get, I, I itch for it constantly. <laughs> I have a
2: friend who's it an actor. A, it is
1: part of my being. Like, I don't, I, I, I've tried to, like, be like, could I just do something else to, like, quell this? Like, and I don't Good really, mom. I've kind of been this way since I was a kid. I don't, yeah. yeah.
2: There's such, like, a, well, what I hear is, like, there's this difference between theater acting and on, you know, on television or, like, um, what is, like, what do you prefer? And, like, what are kind of, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Besides, project more. Yeah.
1: I I like both for different reasons. I right now where I am at, I love television. I like I like spending time with a character, and I think that's why I love theater so much because I am someone who I do my best performance when I know what all the other. I know when I know what the environment is around me. Like, I feel like I know some performers who are very good at just like, they're like, oh, I want everything to be different so that like I'm on my toes and I'm, I feel like I can be on my toes when I feel very safe, you know? So in that way, and I can give a more um, alive and in the moment performance because I'm not worried about anything else, if that makes sense. So like in that way, theater, I feel like I can really do my best work. But what's cool about TV, is you get used to the way that that set runs, right? So, like, if you're on a long, longer running TV show, you get to know your hair and makeup person. You the you know you know all the people on set, and you feel really safe, and you know the rhythm generally of how things are gonna go. But you also get to see your character change um, no. more so than in a theater show. So I so I love TV um, because I get to have that little bit of comfort but I think it pushes me a little more um, because I'm such a like, maybe control freak in some ways, or I don't want to label myself a control freak, but just like, uh, like feel, feel like I know what the day is going to be so that then I can give my best performance, you know? Um, can
2: we talk about The
1: Walking Dead right now? Can we sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or- <laughs> oh
2: my God, okay, so, you look in your email i don't know if this is how it happened but let's say you look into your email and you have a audition for this show yeah what was going through your head what was the audition process like and when you got the the yes what was that mm-hmm. like so, and how did you uh, prep for the role oh my god that yes. was like five <laughs> it's
1: so funny because they were very this at this point walking dead had aired six episodes um mm-hmm. and i hadn't seen them but i had heard of them and i had this friend, Alex, I remember when I got the audition, I knew it was like, I loved the scenes. I mean, it was, it was actually Maggie scenes that they gave me um, to oh, work on.
2: Wow. Maggie scenes.
1: I don't know if you're a big fan, you might remember like the well walker and like where she's arguing with, um, with Glenn about what they should do about the well walker and stuff. Anyway, they didn't give us, it was supposed to be like secret characters. So they didn't give us like, well, one of the scenes was a Maggie scene and then one scene was like a a Beth scene so I got two scenes to prepare I hadn't seen the first six episodes um but I had seen a little of the uh the graphic novels and I remember this guy Alex um musician guy he was in this band I'm like Maybe you'd know the band. Anyway, he, he he I remember him being like, oh, Walking Dead, like, yeah, it's gonna be like the Did you see the first season? I'm like, I haven't seen it yet, blah blah blah, you know. And then but I I remember I just like practiced, I remember practicing the scene with my friend Richard and then going downtown. It was near the where the like World Trade Center, like it was down the audition was downtown. Um so I like I went there, I felt like I did a good job. At the time I was doing a show with the Rockettes. They were trying to pitch like another show that wouldn't be the Christmas show. It would be like a different show. And I was like in that presentation. So, oh, and, so what I'm saying is I was working on a different thing. So I, a uh, different like theatery type thing. Went downtown, did the audition, got a callback. The callback was with, um, Frank Darabon just over Skype. So that was wow. cool. That'd be
0: weird. Th- that would be weird for me to do, um, a callback or any kind of thing with a well-known producer director person. That'd be so strange.
1: Yeah, no, it was great though. I mean, and the casting director um, was amazing and felt like did a good job, but I really had no idea. I didn't know who else they were considering. I knew it was like, um, and they were very secretive about it too, because it was such a, I think it, it hadn't really blown up yet, but like, They had those, like, core group, like, comic book fans that were they were, like, sort of secretive. Um, But, yeah, and then, like, a few days later, got a call, like, just, like, I think in, you know, um, my agent Rachel just being, like, well, if you got it, you'd be traveling on blah, 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 you know, because it was sort of this weird, like, secretive thing at first.
0: Yeah. Um, So so, did you even know where it was filming while you were auditioning?
1: uh, Yes, I knew it was filming in Atlanta.
0: Okay yeah. so we at should Atlanta
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so um, I didn't know though how many episodes it would be for sure, so I just thought it was gonna be like that season. I mean, I knew it was more than one episode because um, at first it was recurring, but I didn't know it would be you know five seasons, four years of my life <sighs> you know and then more because even when it's off the show like it's a huge I mean today to, you know like every day someone says something, you know, like, Oh my God, Beth, or, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it became a huge part of my life. Yeah.
0: Have you done, have you done the con circuit much?
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember the first one I went to was called Dragon Con in Atlanta. And that was the first one I had ever been to. Um, it was after filming the second season. I think it was in September after I had just finished or maybe I was still filming season to do but um, it was wild because I didn't grow up going to conventions or anything like that like my parents weren't you know comic book nerds or anything so it was definitely like a whole new world but now I'm you know <laughs>
2: shooting horror though do you ever get scared like are the zombies scary in real life when you're filming like or do you just know like oh these are like you know how do you I would be so
1: scared
0: that is a good question you know
1: yeah. I mean I think when we're all together on set it's not too scary cuz you know, I have quite a few pictures in my phone that are like, you know, a zombie like eating Cheetos or like on a smoke break, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like so and you're like eating lunch with it so you're sort of like but in the moment, I mean, I think there is something about shooting something that's heightened emotion horror type stuff that mm-hmm. is really hard to shake. Like I, like it, like your body doesn't know, at least mm-hmm. for me, like that it's pretend. So like, I, I did have dreams about like zombies. I still once in a while have dreams about zombies and like, you know, trying to tell people, um, sorry, you guys went dark for a second. That they're um, coming. But yeah, and like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the message being like, I don't know. I don't, don't expect me to know what to do. <laughs> you know what? so so i've had those dreams um and then i remember like season between season three and season four having a hard time with the emotional you know because if you have to be emotional all day long and then go home and then shut it off there is a little bit of like a trick with your brain so like i would i did kind of get a little bit like weird things making me cry just because all day long, you're like trying to stay in this. You've kind of left
0: yourself vulnerable emotionally by having put yourself in that state.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I'd be talking to my sister and like something really simple would like make me cry. And I'd be like, I don't even know why I'm crying. right now. Mm. Like it's just left over from the day.
0: You mentioned, um, you know, uh, we were talking about, characters and, and directions they go, when you, when you would get a new set of script pages or a new, you know, a new season come up, would you, would you be kind of looking forward, like kind of anticipating what, you know, road your character would take or was it apprehension not knowing because of the nature of the show, were you excited or more like kind of apprehensive about reading the way the, way the show would, would go in terms of your character?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was always excited to get a script. It was like when I'd open my email and see that we got like the next episode, I'd just be like immediately reading it, like no matter where I was, like I would just stop and be like, I have to read this, you know. So I, I mean, part of it was the writing is so good on that show. Like I wanted to know what I was going to say. Like, So I was excited. However, yes, they're knowing that so many people die off the show and they were very secretive about it. Um, was, you know, would make me would make me anxious. I'd be like, oh God, you know. Yeah, which way is and then you going? like reading and you're
0: still alive at the end. You're like, Phew. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assumed that they would tell me before, which they did tell me before the script came out. But it was, but it was still like, also just knowing who like who might die or who might leave us. Right, because
0: you know the actors, you become friends with the actors, and when they die, they're not going to be on the show anymore.
1: Yeah, and it becomes (laughs) very like, you know, you're all there together in Atlanta. Most of us lived other places. So like, it's almost like this little... Family and, like family. Yeah. yeah. We really were yeah. like a little family. Like that's who you're hanging out with on the weekends. That's who you're so like, then for them to be like, Oh, so-and-so is dead now. See you later. It's, it's hard. Like it actually did. Um, it felt, it felt really real in a lot of ways. Like I remember watching the show after I had died and I, or my character had died and it, it was harder for me to watch like the people that I had filmed with or had created bonds with in real life. I'd have such a hard time watching.
0: So there's almost den- like a it connection there.
1: Yeah, like I couldn't, I'd, I'd have such a hard time watching it, even though I knew they were playing a character and like maybe I even knew they were going to die like Steven's character when I, I couldn't watch that. I It was too, it felt too real, even though I know it's fake and like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Something about it definitely like <laughs> crossed. Like That's interesting
0: in- insightful. I just assumed that, that everyone who's in any kind of, Acting really, whether it's horror or suspense or whatever, can can just shut it off night and day. But it's interesting to know that there is a lingering thing there. I know that you were recording while you were doing the show. You're doing music as you're doing the show, um, and you did this. You did this gorgeous, um, this gorgeous song for the soundtrack, the Parting Glass song. Um, did that? Did that experience give you? Um, confidence in move forward as a solo music artist or how are those kind of, how were you kind of navigating both things while the show was where you were kind of, you know, in the middle of the show?
1: Yeah. Um, well, so they were definitely like separate careers in a way for me, like music. I was playing before I started working in Walking Dead, um, kind of alongside my acting career, I was always going to places like Rockwood Music Hall or pianos on the Lower East Side. And I, used to just play shows um first singing backup for people and then my own st- rockwood
0: stage three two four five seven six
1: when it was just rockwood stage One. Oh yeah that's when i that was the first one of my first like shows was at that little small corner stage when you could go in between the two sides of stage two and stage one i mean this is just showing how long ago but so like Anyway, that was like, so I used to play a lot of like little shows with my music around town. Um, Especially after I did, I did the show Spring Awakening on Broadway and I met um, a good friend who became a collaborator. And a lot of the people in that show were also like artists. Um, So I... Yeah, that's when I really started playing shows. So I had already started working on an EP with my friend Conrad before I even got the audition for A Walking Dead. I was I was finishing up this first EP called Bluetooth Toothbrush. It's so funny, cause it's like so jazzy and so like- Yeah, I noticed that, yeah, it's- It's, it's like interesting musical how... theater like almost. In my mind, I had said, I had already written, I was like, I wanna have an album, but I was like, I want it to be something that I can sell like in the lobby at a Broadway show. Like in my mind, that was my, my goal with it. Cause it, music industry felt very like, uh, it still feels like a little bit of a mystery with, um, how to like the steps, you how, to, know? how to
0: be successful.
1: Yeah. Like acting's a little mm-hmm. bit like more like, are just a freelance where like you interview for the job, they pick you or they don't, you know, or you, mm-hmm. you know, like, or you audition for the job and, um, So, but music's a little, a little bit different. Um, So that was kind of like my goal. And then when I started working on, and then from there, I had started already working on expired lover, um, and was finishing that up while I was filming walking dead. And so they sort of like weirdly aligned so that I was able to release expired lover or expired love, um, that EP like, the next year or something. So they kind of were working alongside each other. You were able to do other. both
0: pretty Yeah, easily. And,
1: and what was cool is um, in Atlanta, they have a pretty good music scene. So I was, I would play, like, Eddie's Attic um, in Decatur. And then I would also have whole days where I wasn't shooting, but I still had to be there. So it gave me a lot of time to write. Um, so I was really able to have, like, quite time to write while I was there, which was really helpful.
2: If you had to pick one, would it be acting or music? Like if you had to pick one forever have... on the island, like for the rest of your life in a different alternate, like alternate world.
1: Yeah. It's really hard to pick. I think like I really love the collaborative thing of being an actor. Um, and I feel like I like pine for it a bit more But I feel like, I've said this before, where like music, but music's a little more like an actually really good friend, like to me. Like, I feel like I just, I like writing just for the sake of writing. Like, it just feels good to me to like write a song, finish it, whether or not
0: it goes And you can do that all by yourself without having other people around you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I can just sort of like make it happen or like, I can just like, At this point, you know, like I could just like book a show somewhere, like at a coffee shop or whatever, and just like play my songs and feel really satisfied creatively. And I think that's what I love about music, and it it helps me sort out. Like I was saying, the Omaha Hotel song, like that you mentioned, it helps me. It genuinely is a tool for me as like a human. Acting is a bit different because I feel like I'm in service. It it helps me as well. I feel like I learn a lot about myself through different characters, but it is serving a bigger story and it's, you know, someone else's creation that I then do my job within, you know? So it's, yeah. I don't know if that, I didn't, I couldn't avoid it. That was was a good
0: breakdown. That was a good breakdown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I like doing
0: both. (laughs) We got to let you go, Emily. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. So All right. And then we've got the, the new time.
0: single Walk Around Your Dreams is out now. And then the album Swim Team is out in September. So we'll look out for that.
1: Yes. Awesome. Thanks, you guys.
0: All right. See Thank you
1: later.
0: You. Bye. Bye. All right. You, as someone who d- does both kind of the acting, speaking, hosting stuff as well as the music, that was a good episode for you, Demi.
2: Oh, Jordan. No, I really yeah, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, and I shout out to Walking Dead. I will say, yeah. I will say, I don't watch television. I, I I really don't watch movies since I was like little. But when I went and visited my dad for like one summer, a few years ago, we back to back to back to back to back to back to back, to, back watched every episode available of Walking Dead like four days. Like I was like this. You just didn't watch the episode move. where
0: she, where Emily's character died, apparently.
2: Yes. That that one probably not, but
0: it, yeah. <laughs> so you does. were asking to fill in a. You were asking the star or the the actor from the show to fill in a How plot point because you didn't get to that point while you were watching the show.
2: Yep, you had to do great. it. for, that's, it for that's, the my, movie. that's
0: one of my low key favorite moments. <laughs> Imagine like missing a season episode it was like I, I missed that episode. Can you tell me what your character? Yeah, it's great. I love that. I, love I mean, that. hey, you got to know. People want to know. Yeah, know. Know yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now you know. Yep. All right, Dimmy. We gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, we have some exciting stuff coming up soon. You'll be out in LA next week. We're gonna Let's shoot some go. new episodes of the Demi Ramos show, which is the the spinoff of this show where Demi interviews people in person, multi-camera. We got some great guests for that. So as always go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edward Studio. Follow Demi at Demi underscore Ramos. Demi, you got anything else say to the people?
2: Um, shout out Jordan's green chair,
0: let's go. Yeah, it's actually sort of an olive, <laughs> green, yellow, yeah, yeah. That's fire, he looks like he's in a palace <laughs> right now. Yes, maybe this used to belong to someone famous, who knows, it's LA, you never know.
2: That's what I'm saying man, let's yeah.
0: go. All right guys, we'll see you later.